What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Um, today, today going to be here talking with the owner of Anger Management Tequila. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get him on real quick. Going to be, let me get him in here. There he is. He's joined. <clears throat> What's going on, bro? Hey, hey. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Try to angle this right here. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, so you guys don't know, it's the owner of Anger Management Tequila. I have his Blanco here. Um, I have Reposado as well. Yes. You know, Sorry. Uh, Wasn't going cheap on the Reposado. It's just a little bit low right now. Understand. Understood. <laughs> understood. You know, uh, but, you know, before we really get into it, before I talk more about your brand, well, before I talk more, we get into, you know, our conversation about, you know, rock shows and the music industry and all the other good shit. Uh, tell everyone exactly who you are, uh, you know, everything about you. Well, a little quick snippet about your brand and, um, you know, a little bit about uh, you said we're going to be making a Paloma tonight as well, right? That's what you said. Yes. <laughs> Man, it, it's been, I have my birthday weekend and everything, but I do have everything here for Paloma. I'm going to make my, uh, my rockin' Paloma. Uh, awesome. It, it is what I like to drink before I go to rock shows and everything to get me hyped up. So I got you. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, my name is Chris Cardenas. Um, I'm from California, born and raised pretty much. I uh, lived in New Mexico for a while. There's a lot, a lot of family history in New Mexico, which becomes my last name, Cardenas, um, which I'm a white Mexican, basically. But uh, <laughs> mom's genes were stronger than dad's a little bit. But uh, yeah, so I've, my family's been in New Mexico since the late 1600s. And uh, oh, nice. that's why a lot of people haven't noticed, and I'm, the marketing is going to be changed a little bit, is my main brand is Cardenas Legacy. And Anger Management is the first uh, brand of my tequila. So what with my Cardenas legacy is there's going to be a different bottle every couple of years, kind of explaining life, what I've been through. Music was a huge part of my life, which came anger management, which was my management slash promotion company when I used to put on concerts and manage artists. Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. Um, I'm a veteran, United States Air Force veteran, uh, joined during Desert Storm. Uh, I never saw battle. You know, I was a aircraft mechanic, so I fixed airplanes. They would go on the crazy stuff. I would just sit back and wait for them to come back and fix them. Um, so I did that for four and a half years. And then that took me to Alaska. And um, Alaska is where a lot of stuff started for me. Um, I stayed up there after I got out of the military, and I started doing many things. I started my own, I had my own radio show up there. I had my own TV show up there. It was kind of a cool place. Alaska is one of those cool places. If you want to do something, you could do it. You know, once you, especially once you meet the yeah. right people. So that's where the music thing started. When I was getting out of the military, there was an R&B uh, group label that was kind of starting. And I kind of came on as a promotions person. And, you know, I had them perform on, their artists performing on the roof of a Kmart up there. And just doing different things that nobody ever did in Alaska. So it's kind of a really cool thing. And um, from that, I really realized 
that I really wanted to work in the music industry. I was raised in the music industry. My dad is a musician. Um, so I was raised around it my whole life. So when this started happening, I was like, I, I like the business side of it. You know, in high school, I had the rock band. I wanted to be the you know singer of a rock band and all this stuff. Yeah. And um, I started very slow working with this label. They kind of fizzled away a little bit because egos got in the way a little bit. I'm like, man, how do you have an ego with a record label in Alaska? I mean, there's really not much to have an ego about, but there was there a little bit. So I started slowly kind of just doing my own stuff. And I started with very small little club shows and stuff right. like that. Then it turned into um, music festivals and stuff like that. The Warp Tour, um, who became a really good friend and kind of my mentor in the music industry. And uh, for those who don't know what the Warp Tour is, it was the world's biggest or the country's biggest moving music festival every year with 100 bands going from city to city every day. It's just it's crazy yeah. to just sit there yeah. and watch it. Yeah, that's so, um, Sorry. No, no, go ahead. No. I'm... Okay. So, yeah, so the Warp Tour thing, he gave me the advantage of what we called the Road to Warp Tour in Alaska. So I brought, we'd bring about six, seven national acts to play up in Alaska. And then when the biggest one I did, we had five stages. We had 57 bands in oh, one wow. day in Alaska. So that's, that was a big deal up in Alaska. And nobody had ever done really the outdoor arena parking lot shows up there ever before. Yeah. Um, they've done an outdoor shows at parks and stuff like that, but never anything like that. So the first year we did it, it was outside of a mall, actually. And um, I remember, I think it was Yellow Card or 303, you know, yelling, laughing, saying, man, I never thought I'd be playing outside of Burlington Coat Factory. But, you know, but that's what the Warp Tour was created on, you know, with stuff like that, just being different. You know, right. so it went over well, you know, and we did it for three years and just, you just didn't quite, the population for Warp Tour just wasn't there. It, it was successful, but not real successful. Right. So, it wasn't the level that you wanted to be at, you know. Absolutely. So, so, uh, so going from there, how did you, so you, how did you officially land on starting anger management tequila? So in 2017, I did a music festival up in Alaska, and pardon my French folks, but I lost my ass big time on a festival up there. So I was kind of, I, I used to live in Mexico. I went from Alaska to live in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and that's where I really started learning about tequila. I was one of those guys out of college that couldn't drink tequila for 10 years because I was drinking the mixtos, I was drinking the crap, and I was shooting it and thinking it's, that's the only way you could do it. I thought I was right. Pancho Villa shooting everything I could. But um, <laughs> when I lived in Mexico, I learned the culture and I learned to respect tequila. So in 2017, I found a company in Guadalajara, Mexico, that would kind of do it like you do with wine bottles and just take your business logo mm -hmm. and put it on a bottle and give it to people as gifts. Because this was my music right. logo originally, but I had a microphone originally with the guy screaming right there. So I just took the microphone off. So, um, so we did that. I got about 25 bottles of people because I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, got 25 bottles to get the people that have been working with me. And everybody started trying, like, man, this tequila is good. You know, we, what can right. we do with this? And so I started researching it. Um, the family that made the tequila that was in that bottle, it's a holding story, and I won't go into everything on here. But um, one of the biggest tequila companies in the world. They had sold their brand. Um, at that time, it was three years prior to me meeting them. So when we were trying to get a hold of them, right when the guy told us who made it, which was the right. Gonzalez family, um, we tried everything to get a hold of them. It kept leading us to the new owners, Diageo, you know, hey, this is, so we couldn't get a hold. My wife, who's from 
her family's from Mexico, did research, found out a friend of hers married into into the Gonzalez family. And that's how we got nice. put in the door. And that's kind of how the whole started. And that's when I met up with uh, Francisco Gonzalez Jr. And uh, we sat down and talked and for a couple days and while I was down there and went over things. And he liked me because they get people all the time, hey, we want to make our own tequila. Can you do 100,000 bottles? And I came to him realistically like, man, I just lost my ass on a festival. I'm like, is there any way to start with like a thousand bottles, you know, be right, realistic right. and try to grow it from there? So I got a little backlash on the labels, you know, just that. This is basically, you know, our test run with these bottles. Yeah, so, so what's the, what would you say to be the next phase of, of this, of uh, increasing the new logo and everything? Like, what would you say would be the next batch that you're going to look at? Uh, do you have that logo design yet or what? The logo is going to stay somewhat similar. However, it looks like a sticker on the bottle right now. We, we're right. going to actually screen print it right onto the bottle. So it doesn't okay. look as like a sticker. And I, I like the black bottle. We're going to stay with the black bottle. I think we're going to yeah. do more of the matte finish of the Reposado. As you can see, it's not oh, glossy. Nice. Yeah. Because the glossy is really hard for photos, and I wasn't thinking about that. So it makes it really hard for that kind of stuff. So it'll be the matte finish, but with the screen printing onto the bottle. And that next batch nice. has been made. We just made it two weeks ago. So this first oh, nice. batch was 2,500 bottles total with the Blanco, the Reposado, and the Nejo that's coming out. It's only 300 bottles of the Nejo. Because at the time I started this, COVID wasn't here. COVID right. really prolonged this and everything. That I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do typical. What's your best-selling tequila? Blancos. You know, so I did mostly Blancos. So, and then I did some Reposados and very little Anejo. Right. Um, this next batch is the opposite. This batch is just did 7,500 bottles. It's only going to be about 1,200 Blanco, and the rest are going to be aging. Because that's a, that's the thing. I never worked in the spirit world. I never. Right. I didn't. Only thing I knew how to do with spirits is drink them. So it was a. <laughs> I mean, well, that was that's curve. a part of the music festivals. You learn to you learn to drink. You don't learn to to savor it and, right. and to really love it. You learn to drink it, and then once you start to you know, get older and, you know, and get more mature about it. And you're like, look, man, I can't keep shooting all these shots and everything. Let me start to savor this and let me start to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And as you get older, yeah. you can ask some of these fans and just friends and stuff like that. You also don't have two, three days to get over a hangover. Right. <laughs> right. Your body doesn't hold up like it used to. No, no. You know, and uh, that was one of the things that, you know, that, I, that I'm loving about tequila and, you know, just I'm starting to get more and more people that are artists and everything to really get into, like, the higher end, the better quality tequilas. Because, mm -hmm. like, dude, like, I remember I was, I was drinking with uh, Struggle Jennings, and uh, he was drinking, you know, another brand that everyone knows about. But I'm just like, bro, like, you got to get – you have to get this – you have to get this bottle right here. You know, we're going to drink this tonight. If we need to go get another one, we'll go get another one. But I, I'm like, I guarantee you, you will not wake up with a hangover tomorrow. Yep. Like, it's it's a guarantee. You know, so the next day I talk with him, no hangover. He's like, I love this tequila. Like, you know, this is going to be my tequila, my go-to tequila from here on out, you know. Um, yep. And it's, and it's I, true. If you get the right tequilas, you can do that. You know, unfortunately, yeah. there's still tequilas you can't do that with. And... Um, when Francisco made, when I went down to do my final tasting of the Reposado down in Guadalajara, mm -hmm. Francisco put this down right in front of me. He goes, you know how you know you made a good tequila? 
And I was like, I don't know. You made it for me, Francisco. But he's like, <laughs> me and you were drinking this bottle. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, this whole bottle? You know, and it was over hours. It wasn't, you know, we were right. drinking or nothing like that. And we had dinner with it and all that stuff. Woke up the next day feeling fine. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. You know, well, let's get, you know, I want to make my, my drink here. I'm ready to drink. I'm ready to, you know, dive into this bottle. Um, I, I kind of dubbed it the rock and tequila. Uh, and I wanted to throw some blueberries in there. So it's going to be basically a blueberry Paloma with a twist of Red Bull in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I have my little blueberries here, my little mother, you know, get this done real quick. And, you know, I, I, it's one that, you know, when you're going to out to, you're going out to a show, you want to have something that's just quick, quick and easy, you know, so, and when you, when you're measuring this, you don't need to measure a cup. We're just going to throw in a good Blanco. Take a shot as well. It's absolutely smooth. Like, right at the bottle, it's absolutely beautifully smooth. I mean, geez, no bite at all. You know, so, you know, this, you, you guys definitely hit the mark. You definitely hit the mark on this Blanco. Uh, when it comes to that, uh, throw me a little lime in there, a little lime juice, my little blueberry juice. I'm a little jealous right now, man. I got to get this <laughs> recipe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to post it to you, man. My bad. I, I forgot to uh, no, send it to you. That's, you know, that's a little rookie mistake by myself. I've you know, been running around with a chicken with my head cut off. You know? No, man, I saw you on there for a minute last night, you know, doing the birthday thing with all the boys and stuff. You know, it's all good. Yeah, man. And we, you know, um, I went out to the Friday, I went out to a Bulls game and got fucking drunk as hell. Uh, <laughs> Saturday was watching the fights, getting drunk, you know, and yeah, Sunday got drunk at football. Monday, obviously, was, you know, last night, and here I am. So yeah. it's been a long day, a uh, <laughs> long week, you know. But uh, got to get the top note. Top note, grapefruit, okay. sparkling mixer, pour that in there. There comes Blue the Red, Red Bull for the energy. There you go. You know about that. You know? We're always, we're always sponsored by Monster, but, you know, hey. <laughs> You know, Monster, Red Bull, you know. It all it's works. All, yeah, it all works. You know, you got a little couple of blueberries left over. Throw it in there. Let's see that bad boy. Look at that. That looks uh, good. Rock and Paloma with anger management. There we go. You know, you and know. that's the thing. You see some of these people, you know, giving everybody a bad time. Oh, you have to get beat. You have to do this and that. You know what? I tell people when they try my tequila, this is what I ask. Open it, especially Blanco is not as important, but let it air for a few minutes like a good wine because it's got to get mm -hmm. that air circulation. It's got to get that air in. Sip it. Know what you're drinking. After that, I really don't care what you do with it. But you, you want to know what you're, you're drinking. You know? Exactly. But, exactly. No, I tell people all the time. I love making – I make a, a Jamaica, which is hibiscus basically. Um, just that ice and Blanco tequila. That's my favorite summertime drink. It's just so refreshing. Yeah. And, um, with me, like, you know, how, you know, how you're, you're out, you have a long day. You've been going through a lot, you know, you have a, you know, like you started your day maybe at 11 AM and it's like 7 PM 
and you still have to go till two, three at night, you know, I always get, I say my, you know, instead of me doing like a five hour energy or something like that, I do a tequila and Red Bull. You know, there you go. That's there my you go. go-to, you know. Exactly. You know, and I, I got to admit, are you ever not on the internet? It seems like it is. Me? Yeah, this thing popping up all the time, like, man, this guy is all over it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I try to stay busy, you know, I try to stay relevant, I try to, you know, always keep growing, you know, um, always talking to amazing brand owners like yourself, um, being able to, to experience new tequilas that people don't know about, you know what I mean? Like, um, can you hear me? Did I freeze? You there still? I got you. May have froze. Okay. I'm, like, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um, but, you know, they're definitely highlighting brand owners like yourself. You know, they have, like, smaller brands right now, but they're still giving, you know, still produce an amazing tequila, and people need to know about it, you know. Um, so where can, you know, we have, you know, you're out, obviously. Where can people find your Blanco and your Reposado right now? Well, and just like you said, being a smaller brand, you know, we're mainly based right here in Southern California and still growing here in Southern California a long ways ago. I just launched this brand in March, so we got a long ways to go. But we do sell, basically, I think we ship to 44 states now, um, nationwide, right off our website. So you can go right on there, order and have it shipped right to your doorstep. So um, that's probably the easiest for most people, unless you live in Southern California. We're in a little bit of Northern California, um, but right now... I'm just, I'm not working with distributors. I'm doing everything. I'm a one-man show for the most part, um, trying to build my brand up. Because with distributors, they do a lot of good things, trust me, and make a lot of things easier for me. But they want that big marketing budget, and they really want you to go out there. Or they want you to go out there. Once that budget's gone, you're another bottle on the shelf. So right, I like right. to build my brand up a little bit, at least get it a little bit more known, and then go with the distributors so I have a little bit of strength with it. So. Once again, and anybody that carries my tequila in the restaurants, bars, or anything that carry my tequila right now, I always go by there, and I'm always trying to do tastings with them and do different things just for that reason. I don't want to just sell to them and my bottle just be on the shelf. It doesn't do them good. It doesn't do right. me any good. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and uh, one thing that I, I love, and uh, you understand this because you, you, know, you come from the music industry, is, is getting your bottles in the right hands of the right people, you know, uh, that can definitely increase your sales and increase your name branding, name you know brand recognition quicker than you know just sitting at a liquor store and just handing out samples of your bottles, you know right. handing out samples of your pours. Um, and that's you know that's one thing I know like just you coming from the music industry and me you know being familiar with it as often as I am. It's like hey, you have to get out there and grind. And you have to look at unique ways to do this for, you know, for a lower budget, uh, for more conscious budget ways than, than just going out there and just throwing millions of dollars at it like the 818s and, you know, the Casamigos and all these other places can throw at it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, in fact, one of my programs that I follow for my tequila right now is my star program that I used in the music industry. And a buddy of mine who's a distributor – um, for a pretty big guy, he told me, he's like, Chris, use your music stuff for this and you'll do fine. So I do a star program. So my base is Santa Clarita, California. Our landmark is Magic Mountain. And then I take that city. I pick five cities close to it. 
I build the brand up in those five cities. And then from there, you take a new city, five cities from that area. And it's going to be a slow growth. And like I said, I only did 2,500 bottles. So I, I, you know, people are like, why aren't you in BevMo or this and that? And I'm like, I could do the local BevMo regional thing. That's usually what they want to do. But also at the same time, I got to wait for this next shipment to be ready and, you know, stuff like that. It's a big learning curve for me. Um, so that's what uh, I'm doing. That's why it's going to be a slow process. We obviously love to be nationwide. Um, yeah. I have an agreement with a this online distributor. It's kind of a new cool thing. And um, they're working with me. And they'll be, I'll be able to do six states for restaurants and bars. Because I actually right. have a, uh, what's his, I can't remember his bar name. A guy that I know, he's good friends of friends from the music industry. Um, he's a drummer and he owns a bar out there in Illinois and he wants to carry it. You know, he's probably going to order a few bottles, but, you know, it's still getting it out there and stuff. Is so. it is it a Chicago area or? No, it's, I think, a little bit more east. I mean, west, I'm sorry, west, um, a little bit okay. more inland. I think it's about an hour or so inside from Chicago. I have to look it up. I want to say it's like Razzles or something like he drummed for my friend's band called Bisto Blanco um, and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, that's I it. mean, I haven't hit anybody up in the music industry, um, yeah. you know, for this yet. Because, like I said, um, I got a long ways to go and I don't want to jump the gun. I, of course, right. I want to sell all my bottles as quick as I can. But you, it's, you know, if you grow too fast, then it, you know, then you can fizz it all that way because you're over promising and not, you know, under delivering. So right. you don't want to do that. You'd rather under promise and over deliver. Um, Love and Agave asks, what stores or liquor stores can can uh, your tequila be found in Southern Cali or L.A. or Orange County? Yeah, right now, uh, Love and Agave, right now I'm just up in the Santa Clarita area, Palmdale, Lancaster, Silmar, um, just in those areas right now. Um, we are putting a little, like says, uh, and just so everybody knows, so I'm a one-man show working a full-time job still while I'm doing this. So it's, you know, it's getting that phase now. I'm going to be hiring some people in 2022 and um, like that because I can't do it all myself anymore. I just hired a bookkeeper to skin out of my hands. It's, and not complaining. That's a good thing. Right, but, right. Um, well, like I said, this was a test market run to see how well it went over and to see, you know, if th there was something there. And, you know, I've won awards for it with the SIP Awards, San Francisco International, you know. I got a silver for the silver and I bronze for my Reposado and everything. So um, that was kind of right there is like, okay, maybe we got to take this a little more serious. So, right. Right. You, you know, know and like kill switch engage. I got to get them the tequila. I took, now those boys, they like to get Mike and those guys, Adam and all them. When I took them to yeah. in Mexico, they like tequila. So, I mean, if you, I'll be honest with you, man, if you want to send me, a bottle for them, I can get it right to Jason because Jason is their manager. No, my I buddy know. Jason. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, yeah, several of them. I mean, so if you want me to, you want to send me some bottles, I'll tell him, you know, hey, bro, you know, uh, Chris Manger Management, you know, we send me these bottles to get to these guys, you know, and you know, as long as we take some pictures with them, we can get some, you know, some steady stream of bottles coming in. I'm sure, you know, they'll be down for it. Um, yeah. when they're on tour, I'll tell you when they're on tour, they only drink beer because, you know, they're older, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. but, um, as you know, they still love tequila and, you know, he has other clients that love tequila as well. So what we're actually talking about, one thing that's out of the bag, that's part of the private client program that we have is that we're looking at dip. We're looking at, we're scouting at different bourbon and tequila brands to start to provide tequila for different bands that we know. And uh, I'll be reaching out be outside of 
uh, outside of Unchained artists. I'll be mm-hmm. reaching outside of there as well. Uh, but mainly we're, you know, Unchained artists, you know, uh, if the, if the fits, if they like tequila, they like bourbon, you know, we'll have, you know, of course she can be a part of that. We'll have, uh, companies that we work with to provide them bottles and, um, in order for, you know, free marketing or whatever it may be. And, uh, they get to drink good. No, absolutely. You know, and the cool thing about that is, um, it's not sometimes always the fans, but a lot of the artists are learning too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still a lot of people want to shoot, shoot, you know, and stuff like that. But yep. they're starting to learn, you know, hey, I can have this after a show to kind of unwind and chill, you know, and just relax. Yep. And, yeah. you know, so that's a good thing, too. Yeah. And, you know, of course, with me being around there as well, I'm going to make sure that everyone's drinking tequila the correct and way. the good stuff. <laughs> exactly. And the good stuff. I'm making sure they're drinking the good stuff and then drinking it the correct way, you know, and making sure that, you know, they're they're respecting the tequila as well. Uh, for, I want to post this. I want to pin this on here. Uh, where can they order your – you said they can order your tequila from the website. What's the website? Sure. It's uh, www.angermgmttequila.com. Give me one second. No problem. Anger mgmt.com. Tequila.com. Tequila.com. Yeah, I just, the only difference is I use management abbreviation instead of the whole word just to make it simple. Right, right. All right, so I'm going to pin this onto here. Cool, thank you. Post it. I'm going to pin this onto here. Um, There we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, So, guys, if you are wondering where you can order this tequila, uh, hold on. P. Todd said, I haven't had your tequila yet, but it's been very visible in my social networks. So that's a good thing. <clears throat> I hope I can taste it soon. Yeah, P. Todd, well, yeah, I'll let you respond. But- uh, P- Here's a little thing, and I'll do it right here. I've mentioned it on my own social media. And um, P. Todd, if you want to reach out to a message, what I'm doing is I'm sending little samples. I want to do once a week. And this is how much I believe in my product. And I'm not saying... I have the best tequila. Everybody has their own preference. Everybody has a different palate. But what I want to do is I'm doing a program once a week. I'm going to go live with someone that's never tried my tequila, and we're going to try it together. You know, people are like, oh, that could be backlash. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. But I believe in my product where I can do that, and then we can have fun with it. I'm all about exactly. coming from the music industry. I'm all about having fun. You know, you exactly. got to enjoy it and have a good time. Exactly. You know, and, and as you know, in the music industry as well, you know, and I'm sure, you know, if anyone is watching this, will know, it's like, you have to, you have to find your market. Like you have to just go out there and just give your CDs, give your, you know, ask people to just stream your stuff. And then you find your market, you find your, your audience, you know, and then once you find your audience, then, you know, Hey, these are people that I'm going to market to. These are people that I'm going to, really embrace and, you know, really try to build my following amongst those people and try to find more people that fit within that category, you know, because, you know, Slipknot is not for everyone, you know, Memphis Mayfire is not for everyone. Uh, You know, Kill Switch is not for everyone, but for guys like, you know, guys like us, you know, we love that shit, you know, Give me a, give me at a live fucking, well, that kill switch and uh, Slipknot show that I went to, bro, 
that was absolutely amazing. Well, like, I can imagine two great live bands, just energy nonstop, just go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and that's what that's one of the beautiful things that I love about music and in all different genres. It's like when you are at a stadium with people that vibe the same with the same music that you vibe with, and they're vibing the same way that you vibe. There's there's nothing like it. Like yeah, you know. So so speak to that. Um, yeah, I know you spoke a little bit about um, the Warp tour that you were on and everything, but just what were some of your favorite bands? What's some of your favorite concerts that you ever went to? Oof. So I'm I'm a lot older than a lot of sometimes people think. So I'm you know I'm I'm a '80s hair band guy. So I'm a huge huge uh, Iron Maiden. And, nice. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, something that just blew me. I went just two weeks ago. One of my favorite bands because I was a singer. I wanted to be that singer. I wanted to be that guy. Was Queens Rife growing up? Mm. And um, yeah. I just saw him in a venue. Jeff Tate here, not the Queens Rife, but Jeff Tate the singer. Here in right. a venue by my house of like 600 people. And just to watch him that close. And he's 63, 64 years old. And his voice is still just as strong. I was just like blown away. To hear someone sing like that at that age. And just the energy. He's very dramatic when he sings. You can tell he must have came from some kind of theater or something when he was younger. Because he's very dramatic when he sings. So for me right now, that's one of my best live shows. Because it was um, small. You, mm -hmm. is intimate you know you're right i was literally 15 feet from the stage you right. know he's singing oh we froze again oh we froze again sorry about that i yeah, that was my phone freaking people calling but uh <laughs> so for me that was my best show kill switch honestly will always have a special part in me when i took him to guadalajara mexico with memphis mayfire because jesse my wife was pregnant with my youngest daughter at the time and my wife was on the back, on the stage, and Jesse came over and rubbed her belly right during the middle of the concert and everything. And now, oh, nice. my almost seven-year-old, I'm like, I got to one of these days just go say, Jesse, remember when you rubbed her my wife's belly and stuff? First, I thought it was in on her. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, good guy. So, for me, that was always a special moment. But, uh, you know, and I'll be honest with you. Working with bands and working with artists, the coolest thing sometimes is working with these bands. You know, some people get bad rep. Some people this. Kill Switch, very cool down-to-earth band. Memphis Mayfire, very cool down-to-earth. Um, I worked with a band for many years called Sick Puppies and um, became very, very good friends with them. I mean, with their manager and everybody. I met them when they moved over here from Australia in a little bar here in L.A. playing in front of 30 people. And then to watch them develop. And I was, I took them to Alaska when nobody knew who they were. And uh, I don't know if you ever, the people who hold the free hug signs, that came from Sick Puppies. Yeah. So uh, they were on Oprah oh, wow. like the week before I was taking them to Alaska. But we did, they did three nights in a small club. First night, okay. Second night, good. Third night, sold out, packed. You know, nobody knew who they were still. So wow. it was cool to watch them develop over the years and take them up there and then have them play in front of 2,500, 3,000 people when they, when they first started out playing in front of yeah. 20 people. So stuff like that was always cool to me um, and stuff like that. So Iron Maiden, I was always a huge Motley Crue fan. Um, you know, and I've, I've met a lot of artists. Um, one of my very good friends and one of my favorite bands live is Helmet. And uh, Paige Hamilton's a very good friend of mine, which he actually loves my tequila. We've been trying to get together. Um, but just, it's different. You know, they're heavy, but you listen to their music, the jazz influence and all this stuff in a heavy metal punk rock band, you know. Right. So it's very cool, but 
Paige is also just one of the coolest guys, you know. So all that stuff. I mean, just met so many bands, worked with so many. The Warp Tour, you know, was just an amazing experience to see Panic at the Disco back in the day, out in front of the line selling CDs. My Chemical yeah. Romance, bands that are just huge now that you saw out there. I mean, I remember seeing My Chemical Romance there. is one of my was one of my favorite bands growing up. Black Parade, man. You cannot go wrong with that album. You yeah. just can't. I don't care what genre or whatever. You listen to that album, it's a great album. You exactly. know, so, you know, Katy Perry, like I said, she played at the Key Club here for the Warp Tour pre-concert. And then she's on the Warp Tour, Kiss a Girl came out and just blew up, you know, having their beers with her and like, holy crap, you know, she wouldn't recognize yeah. me from Adam now. But, you know, just, I just, I've always, when I was a kid, me and my buddy, uh, Dave Wynn, in uh, Sonora, California, a little small town in Northern California, we always had fun going and finding the next big band. Right. We were like, okay, yeah, these guys are popular. I remember buying the darn Poison CD where they all looked like girls on the front of it. We're like, what the heck? But we're like, oh, we're like, hey, this is not too bad. Right. So that was always our thing was trying to find that next band. And so I've always, like the Warp Tour, same thing. Who's going to be the next big band out of the Warp Tour? Right. You know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that Katy Perry was a little bit punk. When she came out, you know, mm-hmm. she was a little, she was a little rock chick when she came out, you know. So for her to be on that Warp tour, and then mm-hmm. she just completely went pop after that. But when she first came out, she was, she was a rock and roll chick, you know. Yeah. That that I kissed a girl and I like it. Like that was some, you know, she was playing some heavier metal shit on there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, so I'll have to see, that, but I have a video of it somewhere with her performing before anybody knew who she was. From the mm. key club, she's wearing a little swan dress and everything. It's just kind of funny, but uh, no, you know. So that's and that's the cool thing is, and that's kind of what's cool with tequila too is. And I know he says, I guarantee you, there's been many brands you went into it like, oh man, I don't want to drink this, you know. And yeah. then you sit like, wait, this is actually pretty good. You, you know, know I, I'm not gonna mention it on here because I want to make it all about anger management. But I have several. I have one bottle right in front of me that I was like the price of it scared me away and mm-hmm. then I tried it and it's now on my main bar on my top shelf, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, I, you know, everyone looking at this bottle, they look at the sticker and everything and they're like, Oh, this is just another gimmicky tequila. Like, no, it's not. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank you. and I'm having, I'm having a poor Reposado right now. Um, and you know, it's smooth, it's buttery. Uh, it has a nice has a nice pepper on the back end of it. Uh, you know, it's something that's very easy to drink. Uh, I mean, there's no ice required. Like, you know, I may like I could put this in a Paloma, but to be honest with you, I enjoy it clean. You know, good. So, so it's like, you know, dude, this is this is good sauce. Don't don't look at the don't look at the you know. What you may, this so is, what people don't understand is music industry. This is my demo. Yeah, this is my demo. exactly, exactly. That's what people don't <laughs> understand though. Is like this sticker is very music oriented. Like mm-hmm. this, these stickers. If you go to bands, if you go to like, if you go to heavy metal bands, you look at these heavy metal bands and everything. You see these stickers everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, so it's, it's very music industry to have a sticker like this on your bottle, you know, 
and and people don't people that have not exposed themselves to you know heavier metal or punk or or rock or anything like that they don't understand they'll look at this and be like oh you know what is like someone like myself someone like yourself someone like jason someone that listens to it and is familiar with the culture you're like this fits right in yeah yeah you know? no, and it, it is true and i and thank you for that i mean um like i said i never even used that word verbiage before saying you know this is my demo you know mm -hmm. but yeah talking music industry this is this is our first song this is our first demo that's going out there you know to test the mark and see you know and everything and sometimes you know and that's the thing a lot of people you get a little demo i'm in hollywood all the time you know the guy's giving little demos and you're like oh god yeah here's five bucks leave me alone whatever you take that and listen like, wow damn this is actually really good you know yeah. and sometimes it's not so good but you know that's what you you know and and the hitters that i have making my tequila for me you know jose or uh, francisco gonzalez jr and marco sedano you know marco sedano was um, the gonzalez master distiller for many many years so there's a lot of history and a lot of uh and he has the tromba tequilas and um you know, so there's a lot of years of making tequila in here. You know, Francisco has been making tequila since he was walking. Yeah. You, know? you said he has a Trumba tequila? Yeah. Marco so, does. Marco Sedano. So is he the one? So Trumba tequila is made by the former, one of the one of the distillers that helped make 1942. Am I correct? Correct. So he's helping to make your tequila too. Yes. Him and Francisco I mean, together make my tequila out of 1468. And I wasn't sure about 1468 until Francisco told me and I did my research on it. And you can't go wrong with 1468. It's a small boutique distillery making some of the best tequilas out there right now. Um, and yeah. not to say there's not other ones. I'm not saying that. However, you know, they're all about no additives, no, you know, no nothing. It's traditionally made tequila. We're not rechanging everything. We're taking it. We're bringing back traditional tequila like a lot of these other brands are doing right now. Right, right. Uh, we had a question here um, sure. from P. Todd. It says, if this was addressed earlier, I'm sorry, uh, but did you date multiple distillers before you decided who you wanted to partner with? I'll be honest with you, I didn't. I got, I got pretty darn lucky because when I found out who made the tequila that was in the bottle, which wasn't even supposed to be in the bottles that I got, so it was an accident. And then that's why I asked the guy, I need more bottles. He's like, well, I can't get more of that tequila. And I'm like, I don't want any tequila unless it's that one. Right. So when I had the tequila and I found out who it was, and I went down there and I talked to him and I made made a deal. Could I have gone to other distilleries? I could have. But at the flip side of it is like, I know there's a lot of history and I know there's a lot of power here. So right. I'm happy where I'm at. And me and Francisco built, we built a really good friendship too. You know, and there's a whole crazy story. I will take too long on here, but I won't tell it. But uh, just real quick, uh, you know, some of the questions he was asking me the night before I flew down to Mexico, I'm like, oh, man, I think I'm going to end up with a potato bag over my head or something, you know. <laughs> but it ended up being real. His wife was saying the same thing. Well, you're picking up somebody from L.A. you don't even know, and your family, you know, sold their tequila for this amount of money. <laughs> so, but no, great, great people to work with. He's kind of, he's my right-hand man. Francisco Gonzalez Jr., he's my, basically my my legal guy down in Mexico, too. He handles everything down in Mexico for me. So nice, it makes it a lot nice. easier. Yeah. Um, we had a couple other comments. Uh, Molly BZ Cookies says, it's the best, so good. 
uh, Love and Agave says, uh, cool looking bottle. Uh, so it should be poured at Coachella. I'm down with that. Yeah, you know? I love that, my tequila to Coachella. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Molly, let me tell them Molly there real quick. So mm-hmm. she makes alcohol infused cookies. What? And she uses anger management reposado for some of her cookies. She's a friend of mine from Alaska. And her cookies are like blowing up. I mean, it's like they're doing all these things and they're really, really good. Um, They're especially cookie, but, you know, and the alcohol cooks out. So my kids love them. They're like, are you ordering more cookies from Molly? Yeah, if you want some alcohol infused cookies, they're really, really good. Those things are awesome. I want some anger management infused cookies. Yeah, she has them. Um, She has... One was called, I don't know if she's still doing with tequila or not. It was called the Hot Mess. Had like hot fire Cheetos on top of it and everything. It was kind of cool. It kind of looked like my Reposado bottle, actually, kind of the same kind of. So. Nice. Yeah, um, but she said she makes she mixes hers with lime, uh, lemon lime, sparkling ice, and it's a skinny margarita. Nice. <laughs> no, that's, you know what? That's the thing. If you make a good natural margarita or drink, once again, without all that sugar, you know, some of these mixes that you put in, and there's so much sugar, and that's what's going to give you your headaches. Right, right. You know, and that's why, you know, I really only drink mixed drinks one day out of the week. Um, and I love to do a mixed drink with a Blanco, uh, especially a delicious Blanco, because mm-hmm. now I can have a bigger pour of it. I can make that, you know, I can have my tequila taste in there. I'm not trying to disguise it. And my little mixers on top of that, like, I have my, my top note mixer. Um, I mean, this is absolutely delicious. So with the delicious Blanco and this shit right here, I mean, you know, I'm ready to go. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go to a rock show right now. I'm on my second, you know, rocker Paloma is what we've dubbed it. Uh, awesome. And I'm, you know, I'm ready to go, but I'm going to go up there and, uh, well, we got, I, mean, I want to do about 15 minutes left if, if you're good with that. Okay. Um, and, but after that, put my son to bed and watch some basketball. <laughs> there you go. And your, your bulls are looking good. Mm-hmm. I'm a Laker yeah. guy, but. You know, I like the Lakers right now because LeBron James is on there. I know that, I know it's wrong to say that, but I'm a LeBron James fan. There you know, see, being a Kobe fan, I'm not a LeBron fan. You know, so I'm the opposite. Lakers are my team, but I'm kind of like, and don't get me wrong, LeBron brought us a championship. You know, he's one of the best ever. I'll never say anything bad about him. I'm just not a big LeBron guy. You know, just I grew up in Magic Johnson, Larry Bird era. If you yeah. like Magic Johnson, you didn't like Larry Bird. You know, that's just the way it was. Right, right. You know, you you're like my brother. My brother, he's been a Lakers fan. Pretty much his whole life because, well, not his whole life, but ever since Kobe came to the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, he's been a Lakers fan. And he hated, he loved that the Lakers won, but he hated that they won a championship with LeBron there. Yeah. He would have yeah. preferred for it to be like the last championship to be Kobe's last season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that been I'm the same way. I'm, yeah. I'm the same exact way as your brother. I mean, I'm glad we won the championship. But even my wife's like, oh, you're not watching the Laker game? I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> you know. And plus, I mean, half our team, man, you know, and they're coming out in wheelchairs and everything now. And... <laughs> but you know what? Experience. Experience. 
I don't worry about them yep. offensively as much as defensively. Yeah, you know, uh, it's that's it's going to be a rough season for them. I think that they I, – I was talking to – actually, one of my good friends is uh, one of the Bulls trainers. Um, so that's how, you know, we got the tickets for my birthday and everything. You know, it's part of my birthday present from him. Awesome. So so shout out to him, my big bro. Um, so, of course, I'm – you know, I've always been Bulls, but – you know, I'm still I'm rocking the Bulls here. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I was gonna try to wear your shirt, but it was a large. And I'm, it was a little bit too snug on me. Uh, it's all sorry good. Sorry about that. I was I was shipping like six things at the same time. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I will definitely have it at least displayed back here once I really, you know, really decide exactly what I would want to do behind me. Um, what I may do is just like have like the shirts that I'm getting displayed over here, but we'll decide. Um, but I'm definitely going to, you know, I definitely appreciate it. Um, and for anyone that's watching here, if you're wondering what I'm drinking, I'm doing the, I'll, I'll double the, the rocker Paloma uh, featuring anger management Blanco. And I'm going to post the recipe to this tomorrow. And I'm going to make one myself. It's delicious, man. It looks it's good. Delicious. It looks really, really good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward it's to trying it. I'm telling you, man. You know, and, and do it before you're going out because yeah. you're going to be like, hey, this is – I'm ready to go. I don't need anything else. Give me a couple of these. I'm good to go. Then I'm drinking straight from here. You know, especially if you, you need to wake up, you're good to go. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, so back to some technical questions. I know I kind of did like a bird thing there mm -hmm. or like a squirrel thing there. Um, but – your reposado, what barrels do you age your reposado in? We're a typical white oak Jack Daniel barrel for eight months. Jack Daniel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jack Daniels was traditional because down in Mexico, that's what they could get. It was easiest to get their hands on was Jack Daniels because it's always been so much in abundance. Yeah. I'll, look, I am a huge Jack Daniels fan. <laughs> That's Jack Daniels number two. Jack Daniels number three. This is just a Jack that's on my top shelf. Uh-huh. Jack Daniels number four. Wow. That's just on my top shelf. So for you to age it in uh, – for you to age it in former Jack Daniels barrels, I mean, it's no wonder why I think this is good. You know, and then the uh, Nejo is going to be age that's coming out. It's all bottled right now. We're just getting paperwork done to ship it up. That's aged mm -hmm. for two years in the white oak barrel. So, oh, nice. Oh, uh, so sorry, I forgot to ask it. How long do you age your reposado? Eight months. Eight months. Okay. Yeah. Just didn't want to do a full just under a year, but wanted to do a little bit different. You know, a lot of people do four to six months, so I wanted to just get a little bit more. I made that reposado to try to start winning over more uh, whiskey and bourbon people that won't get tequila yeah. shot. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, uh, someone asked about the Jack Daniel Sinatra. I mean, it's, it's absolutely delicious, absolutely smooth. Um, it's on a sweeter side. But, you know, actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have another pour of this because I want to see how many notes that I can get out of this from the Jack Barrels. Okay. Um, because... Yeah, you know, I was tasting like that buttery, that sweetness that I'm getting from your repo. Mm -hmm. It it now reminds me of like that sweetness, that 
you know, that butteriness that I get from like this Jack Daniels tenure or the Sinatra or, you know, one of these ryes with a couple drops in there. Like, you know how Jack has that traditional sweetness, that smoothness. I mean, and that's what I, that's what I was tasting in that reposado. Yeah, like I said, it's that's why I'm really excited. Some people have tried the Anejo, but the Anejo that I had with samples, it was literally straight out of the barrel. So it's not doing this final little distillation, leveling everything off and everything. So it, it had a little bit more woodness to it. But um, but people were really liking the Anejo. And it's when you get it right out of the barrel, too, you really got to love it. I, You know what? I'll send you one of those samples. Yeah. yeah of the well, Anejo. And you got to just remember it's right out of the barrel. So you really got to let it air. Because if you first sip it, you don't get a lot of the flavors. Once it that air and brings out all the flavors of that barrel, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting the smoothness of the traditional Jack in here. I'm getting those that, that traditional Jack taste in here. Obviously, it's just like it's the slightest of hints in there, and you're getting the delicious agave. You're still getting a little bit of a sweetness of the agave, um, and then that pepper on the back end. But that pepper reminds me of a very smooth Jack. And a very smooth tequila as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you you just won me over as an even bigger fan. To let me know his age and former Jack Daniels barrels, man. Oh yeah, once used. You know, that's they're only once used, and we only use them for once. I mean, some tequila brands will use them multiple times. We use it once. Um, you know, we go traditional. Uh, we're very slow cooked in the oven. We cook it for forty eight hours, so it's a very very slow cook. You know, most people are 24 to 36, but in the hour, you know, and everything else is pretty much t- traditional stainless steel, you know, with copper and everything else is pretty much traditionally made tequila. We don't use the to, Tejon to yet, but, um, you know, I asked Francisco about that. He said, I wouldn't do that out of, out of the gate. He said, right. for the price difference, it's going to cost you. The, it does change the flavor, but it's not enough to really, you know, let's keep the price down, get the brand known, then maybe later come out with one with a Tejon. So that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. That'd be like a, you can do it like it's a limited edition release or like exactly. your annual release, you know, um, and, and do like a twist, like, uh, like some of these bourbon com- uh, companies do like with Jack Daniels with their, their uh, single barrel rye, you know, mm-hmm. or their, even the Sinatra or the, or now the Jack Daniels 10. Um, I mean, this is their first time of doing this to have an age statement mm-hmm. and this, they're only coming out with it once a year. So I mean, it, and it's a it very works. limited amount, right? Yeah, it was very limited amount. Um, actually, Benny's beverage, uh, Benny's didn't even get it here. Our Benny's is like the, you know, the total wine or whatever it is, of gotcha. uh, of you know, other people's areas, uh, but here in Illinois, and they didn't even get any Jack Daniels tin. Um, you had to go to smaller mom and pop stores to get the Jack Daniels tin here. And uh, I was lucky. Actually, Jason was lucky enough to find one that he was willing to sell to me uh, for just retail um, instead of keeping them all himself. So, my, <laughs> hey, appreciate it, brother. You know. There you go. Uh, it's not what you know. <laughs> it's who you know. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. You know what? One thing I didn't do, and I got to do it before I'm out and you're out, is happy belated birthday, man. You know? I appreciate hope it. Feeling sounds like it was a good weekend, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. You know, um, I always appreciate love. You know, and- no, absolutely. And I know we didn't get to talk much at the LA Tequila Fest. It was a crazy day, and there's a lot of brands there. And you know, I was doing my own porn, so it was it was pretty darn busy. But uh, 
it was a really good day. It was a fun day. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a great time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was absolutely crazy, you know, having a, you know, going in there and knowing you're, you're going to be drinking 50 plus tequilas. It's like, man, this is, I got to slow down. I got to go hide in a corner somewhere, you know, instead of going and just walking around and having this company and that company, you know, pull me to the side. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I was drinking before I got there. So, you know, it was, it was a, it was a crazy day. It was a, a great time. Absolutely amazing time. Uh, I was so happy to, you know, be able to meet you and talk with you for a little, at least a little bit just with the music, you know, the music industry connection. You know, you were one of the main companies I wanted to speak with. And you, in particular, was one of the one, main people I wanted to speak with because I'm like, well, okay, you. this dude is, you know, he's, you know, he has that connection with, uh, with you know, the rock industry. He has the connection with the music industry. Um, you know, I'm starting to go to more rock shows, starting to talk to more artists and everything. Like, it's just that connection is, is beautiful. You know, obviously with me in Tequila World, like, being able to say, hey, this, this guy has more than one connection with me, and I can, you know, actually have a, a conversation with him about music. You know? No, and it's crazy. It's like the tequila world. The music world is, it's very small, especially when you break it down by genre. I mean, yeah. everybody knows everybody, you know, and this and that and stuff like that, you know. And it's, it's, it's a cool thing, especially, like I said, me um, doing with helping with the Warp Tour for many years and just having that little bit of a connection that I did and just all the doors that opened up and all the people I met through that. You know, like a lot of people don't understand, like the Warp Tour, Eminem, Katy Perry, all these guys, Kid Rock, they all started on the Warp Tour. Yeah. I mean, look at Ice-T body count freaking <laughs> i you know i was in alaska in the military when i remember first hearing body count in the warp tour i was like man i wish i lived down in the states to go see this i've never seen him live ernie the guitar player is like chris you still haven't because i was trying to take him up to alaska to do a show mm -hmm. and chris you know i see he has no interest in freezing his ass off is exactly what he told me but he was like, you got to come to the show and it's just it never works out but you know the music industry and tequila industry are very similar um you know especially once you're in the circle you know, it's the the love you can get from either one. That's one thing I really love about tequila is a lot of the makers and a lot of the people in the tequila industry are very real. Yeah. Um, it's like anything else. You have some bad apples, but as a whole, you know, because that's just the Mexican culture. The Mexican culture is very welcoming, very uh, inviting. And, you know, and you get a lot of that in Mexico, you know, like when I go down to see Francisco and I stay at the Gonzalez Ranch or whatever, I'm just like sitting there and I, you know, all these lamps and stuff, Don Julio lamps are all in the rooms and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is just crazy. I mean, I never, you know, like I said, 1942 was kind of what got me back into tequila back when it was a good tequila, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, but that's what really got me into it and everything. And to go full circle like that is just, it's just crazy how it works sometimes. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's, it's, when you sit back and you look at it, you're like, damn, like, you know, it's a crazy ride, mm -hmm. you know, it's a crazy ride, you know, it's, it's a crazy journey and, you know, you really don't understand one, how small the world is and two, how big the world is until you really sit back and like, bro, like, that's really, 
that really happened or yeah really when you approached me person. and you were like kill switch engage i'm like whoa that's so weird i mean because i took them to mexico i took memphis mayfire both to mexico and alaska so i taken them to both locations um because when i was living down there i was i had met some guys and they wanted to do shows and yeah. stuff so when you started mentioning that i was like whoa that's a flashback right there yeah you know and and just to, for you to have that connection to them and actually drink it with these guys, drink it tequila with these guys, you know, and I'm coming out to LA Tequila Fest and I tell you one of my best friends is their manager. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, like, you know, I never met you in person before, but we have this connection. It's yeah. like, that's, yeah. that's crazy. You now, know? have you met Dave Shapiro? I've that's not their, met. That's their yeah. agent, but one of the nicest guys you'll oh, one of the nicest guys you'll ever ever meet and i guarantee you uh what's his name the manager will tell you the same dave is just yeah. a cool cool guy <clears throat> yeah the time that i was going to actually meet kill switch uh when i came here to play they had just installed strict COVID rules so nah. we couldn't go back there and drink with them so what their what their uh road manager did is he filled a water bottle full because, you know, he knew that I was out there. Uh, Jason said, hey, you know, we have you know, people that love tequila out here. So what he did is he filled a water bottle full of tequila that they had back there. <laughs> and he, he threw it to Jason. And we were drinking tequila, you know, the rest of the night thanks to him, you know. Awesome. Uh, awesome. But once, you know, once the COVID restrictions lift, I'll be, you know, meet, you know, meeting all the roadie, all the road crew, uh, the manager, I'm sorry, the agent, if he's there, uh, meeting them personally. Uh, same thing with Memphis Mayfire. Mayfire. Uh, so COVID has messed up a good amount of stuff. Um, Absolutely. But it just brought some beautiful things out of it, too. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but um, you know, I can't wait to, to meet with them. I can't wait to. I can't wait for us to be at a rock show together, drinking your tequila. Oh, you it'd know. be awesome. It'd be awesome. You know, and the cool thing is, you know, maybe next tour or something like that, because you know they're always slipping on those guys now. So I'm sure they're gonna come back around as soon as they can with their own headlining tour. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and I'll fly out to Chicago or wherever it takes. You know, I can. You know, it'd be good to see those guys. You know, we yeah. have mutual friends, too. They're very good friends with uh, some friends of mine in the band called 36 Crazy Fist, who are oh, from nice. Alaska. So, oh, nice. yeah, it's a small world. Once again, small world. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be a great time. Um, oh, I need one of them hats, man. I need one of your hats, bro. Yeah, okay. I love the hat. I am out, but I'm ordering more. So, then when this batch comes in, you'll get a hat. All right. That's what Yeah, these that's are the most thing right now. I, yeah, you know, I'm like, hey, wait, you don't, you don't want the tequila, you want the hat. <laughs> Yo, I want all. Yeah, I want, I want both. I want tequila. I want the hat. You know, because uh, you know, I love to wear hats. If you look at all my, you know, I'm, I have braids, I have long hair, and everything. I got a little bit of ponytail right now, but um, my thing are hats. You know. No, yeah. I, so. I thought about you when I was doing the shirt too, and I was like, man, I don't have any more hats. You know, I was like, because I usually I throw one in. You know, so I you'll be right there on the top of the list when the new hats come in. I got to do an order Appreciate probably it. this week and takes a couple weeks. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate no, it. Of course. Yeah, no, but- thank you for thank you for sharing my tequila and thank you for uh, giving it a chance. You know, being a new brand like this and everything, it's really hard to you know get people to give them something new a shot. And like you said, I get some slack sometimes because of the name. You know, people are like, oh, it's not a name that 
really should be on a tequila and everything. I'm like, it's all on how you market it. I mean, right. I don't, like at the LA tequila, so when I do these festivals, people come up laughing. Anger management tequila, I'm like, look, it's already working. You know, it's getting ready. It's making you happy already. I said, this isn't something you're going to shoot and everything. This is something you sip and relax. Exactly. So, so yeah. Hey, anger so. management, you know. Um, but, you know, before we leave out of here, I want you to tell everyone one more time who you are, where they can get your tequila, uh, in person or on the website. And, um, you know, just leave us a one message, kind of like a, you know, motto that you go by or whatever it may be. Yeah. No, it's very simple. Um, my name is Chris Cardenas. Um, once again, we're a veteran-owned tequila. Um, we're just, we just launched in March of this year um, with COVID restrictions everything. We got pushed back about a year. Um, you can buy us, and you can find all of our locations also at our website at www.angermgmttequila.com. And I know you pinned it on here, too, if people want to see it. But at angermgmttequila.com, once again, all the locations, everything there. And, um, you know, something I came up with just from doing these last couple of festivals is thank you for sipping instead of shooting. That's what I like to say now at the end of things is just thank you for sipping. Because a lot of these festivals, when I go to it, a lot of these tequilas aren't really explaining things or they're not really telling people, no, no, slow down. You know, they're just right. like, oh, I hope you enjoy it. And people are just shooting. I'm like, you know, I actually, I love festivals, the tasting festivals, but I hate the end of them. Because that's what everybody's got these last minute tickets or whatever. And all they want to do is drink as much as they can. I'm like, man, you're just wasting my tequila. But, you know, you got to kind of do it. But I like at the beginning, people are really taking the time. They're trying it. They're learning. They're listening. And, you know, that's the best part for me. Nice, nice. It's beautiful, man. You know, uh, I thank you very much for spending an hour with me. You know, um, this won't be the last time. You know, you're more than welcome to, to, I might for be us to do another live. Soon, so. We'll, you know, when I get that, we'll come back on and we'll talk about it. You know, I'm down for it, man. Uh, hopefully I'll have my hat with that, too, so I can actually wear the You'll anger management it. hat, too. You know, uh, and then we can we can make the Chicago show happen, or we can drink this in person with with uh, Kill Switch or or Memphis, or you know, just us being out watching some great bands and just Absolutely. enjoying some of your tequila, man. You know. Absolutely. So, uh, so guys, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be posting the the Paloma that I made with Anger Management Tequila Blanco. I'm calling it the Rockin' Paloma. Uh, I like that. I'll be posting that tomorrow. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll be having so you a Rockin' Paloma able... tomorrow. Great. Nice. I'll make sure that, you know, obviously I'm going to tag you. Um, but definitely go out, get you a bottle of Anger Management Tequila. Uh, you know, like I said, the sticker, this is, <laughs> if you know music industry, this fits right in with it, you know. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's something that you want. You know, if you're a rocker, if you love music, you need to have this on your bar, man. If you like tequila, you need to have it on your bar. Uh, thank you. Uh, but thank you, Chris. You know, I appreciate it. You'll be back on once I get there in Yeho. Can't wait to try it. You know, and uh, bro, this this appreciation, man. Appreciation. No, thank you very much. Likewise, right back at you. Thank you for letting my little brand come on and share with everybody. So, and thank you for sipping. Anytime, anytime. Have a good night, guys. Good night.